Let's imagine the not-too-distant future. You feel more in control of your photos than you ever have before. You look forward to the regular creative dates on your calendar. You're moving forward on that project that means so much to you. You are on fire with inspiration, and you are finally scrapbooking consistently. This is not a hypothetical, it's a real-life possibility. And for the first time, I've created a workshop specifically focused on the problem of consistency. It's called Sparked, and I'm excited to share it with you for free. Visit simplescrapper.com sparked to get access to the training and make this possibility your reality. If I'm sharing on social media, I'm able to capture my feelings and memories in the moment and preserve those whether or not I'm going to scrapbook that story later. Welcome to Scrapbook Your Way, the show that explores the breadth of ways to be a memory keeper today. I'm your host, Jennifer Wilson, owner of Simple Scrapper and author of The New Rules of Scrapbooking. This is episode 30. In this episode, I'm sharing all the tech tools I use for memory keeping. Hey friends, this is another casual chatty episode where I'm going to share with you in hopes of giving you something to think about and some new tools to explore. One of the reasons I wanted to do this kind of episode was to share a new class that we've just released in the membership. And we have some office hours for that class coming up later this week, and I will share all the details towards the end of the episode. All right, let's get started here. So so what I want to do is walk you through my entire creative workflow and talk about the different, the different tools that I use throughout the process. Now, you'll find that I am not the most gadget-oriented scrapbooker, but I do use my phone and my computer quite a bit to get ready for scrapbooking. So we'll walk through that process. And then I will also share the one way in which I do use technology on my actual layouts. So first we have my phone. I have a Samsung Galaxy Note 9. And one of the reasons I got this phone was because of the S Pen. That's the little stylus that comes with it. And on that pen is a little button, which you can use to press the shutter for your camera. So it's a built-in remote shutter. Now, I had long had a remote shutter for my DSLR, but I was never bringing it with me. It was always somewhere else when I wanted to use it. So I love having this remote shutter be in my phone all the time whenever I want to use it. And it's become so handy for taking selfies, especially with my family, or even just to take, um, or even just to take a shot when I want to set the camera up away from where I am standing. And of course, it has a gorgeous camera. I've done a lot of comparisons over the past few years between the Samsung phones and the Apple phones. Based on my own personal preferences, I really like the photos that the Samsung phones produce. And that's one of the reasons I've continued to buy these phones and not go back to iPhone. Now, you may feel totally different and you may be wedded to that Apple ecosystem and that's fabulous. You have to stick with what works for you. For now, this is what's working for me. 
So on that phone, I am still using the native camera app. I love how it's on my lock screen, so it's really easy to get into. I've always been searching for a better camera app though. So if there's one that you love and you can add the icon to the lock screen, I would love to know what that is. Um, The ones I've tried in the past were always just a little clunky and I never felt like I could use it to its full potential. Uh, The native app has a lot of pro features if I really want to tailor my shot and use manual functions. But if you have something that you use that's in the Google Play Store, please let me know. Now, there's one app that I have been using, but not for photos. I've been using the Filmic Pro app for videos. And some of the videos that I've been creating for my personal YouTube channel end up being more kind of personal vlogs and personal family storytelling. So I really love using this app. It helps give more cinematic footage because it can capture 24 frames per second. And I just really love using it. It has a lot of customization. I can, uh, I can lock the exposure. I can lock the white balance. And it just makes filming videos a little bit more handy. So clearly... I am really leaning hard into my phone these days, and my poor Canon Rebel XSI doesn't get very much attention. Um, I'm even finding myself not bringing it out for special occasions anymore. It was just my daughter's birthday, and I didn't pick it up once. I took all the photos on my phone. I even handed my phone off to other people. We used my husband's phone. Yes, it takes better photos, but it's not as fast, it's not as handy, it's not as portable or compact. So maybe I'll pick it up again at some point, but right now it's not, it's not getting my attention. <laughs> um, that said, I, I wanted to mention the lens that I always keep on it. I am not one that likes to switch out lenses. I don't even have a zoom lens. Um, I use a prime lens, which is a fixed focal length lens, and it's a Sigma 30 millimeter lens that wide open has an aperture of 1.4. So this allows me to get really great low light shots. And that 30 millimeter focal length gives me a little bit more perspective than say a 50 millimeter lens, which is beautiful for portraits, but often makes it hard to get more of the scene in the shot. And actually just talking about this makes me excited to dig back into my DSLR. So maybe I'll pick it up again. Um, Maybe I just need to give myself some personal challenges to do that. But for this purpose here, really my phone is the workhorse. And that's because when I take photos on my phone, all I have to do is open up the Lightroom app and my photos get slurped up, as I say. They automatically get imported into Lightroom and then synced with my computer. And we'll get to that in a minute. You, If you've been listening to me at all, you know that I've been using Lightroom since 2010. And I love the advancements they've made to make it that much easier to get my photos to a safe place on my computer. I love how I can take photos, my husband can take photos. All we have to do is open up the Lightroom app and it slurps up those photos and sends them off into our library. I also love the improvements that they've made to the editing features. It's really, really close to the desktop version now. And you can even do batch editing. That was a recent feature upgrade. And I love being able to take a group of photos that have similar lighting conditions 
do one edit and then paste those edits to the other, the rest of the images. I've also been using presets more often. And my favorite set is the light and airy real color presets. And I will link those up in the show notes for you. I find that these work really well on people photos, indoor and outdoor, without giving too much of like a vintage or washed outlook. I like that for some purposes, but when I'm taking just an everyday photo, I just want to give it a really natural edit that makes it look more like real life. And I find these work really well for that. I also will use the native editing features quite extensively inside of the Lightroom app. And I'm finding that I do more of my editing in the app on my phone nowadays than I do on my computer. All right, before we jump over to the computer, I do want to mention two more apps. Now, these are probably the ones you're most familiar with, Instagram and Facebook. I think of both of those as a place for temporary journaling. If I'm sharing on social media, I'm able to capture my feelings and memories in the moment and preserve those whether or not I'm going to scrapbook that story later. Often I will, and I'm able to jump back and figure out what I was feeling in the moment and add that and include that as part of my journaling or even print out the whole thing and make that my journaling, depending on how extensive it was. I'm personally more of a fan of Instagram. I love the visual environment. I love that it's really focused on photos and not as much on sharing of of memes and news articles and things like that. Whereas my husband, he is definitely the Facebook person and really the one who shares our family photos on Facebook with, with friends and family. But I want to make sure that you walk away with this idea that Social media isn't just a waste of time or something that we do to build our own egos. It is a way of capturing your journaling for your memory keeping. All right, let's transition from mobile to computer. So obviously I am using Lightroom and on my computer, I use Lightroom Classic. I I will link up my videos on Lightroom that explain some of the differences between the two. There's Lightroom Classic, which is a desktop software or or laptop. By desktop, I mean it it lives on your computer and it references the files on your computer. Now, there's also what they're just calling Lightroom now. Previously, they called that Lightroom CC and that is the cloud-based software where the application itself lives on your computer, but all of your photo files live in the cloud. And so you need an internet connection The idea is that your photos live everywhere so that you can access them in a convenient way. And then this program on your computer or on your phone um, is able to help you work with those photos. Now, I like Lightroom Classic for a number of reasons, but at this point, it still continues to have the most robust set of features. And I don't see myself moving away from that. And in those videos, I explain a little more on why it's the right choice for me. Of course, I will, things will always change and I will revisit the decision in the future, but for now it is my solid choice. So I am currently running Lightroom Classic on my new Dell XPS 13. I will link the blog post down below where I outlined my journey in transitioning from Mac to PC. There's certainly been a learning curve, a few hiccups along the way, and there's some things that I don't like as well as Mac. 
but it's really fast. I've not really had any issues and I'm able to do the things that I need to do on this computer. And I was able to get it for about $1,000 less than a comparable Mac. And that was a big deal for me. So we have the photos from my phone. As I mentioned earlier, my photos automatically show up in Lightroom Classic on my computer from my phone. So they go through the cloud, but they're not stored there. It's kind of like a temporary holding place. It does maintain a small library in the cloud, but I can choose which ones are synced. And but the full original copies live on my external hard drive. So we have our photos, and this is where things end for most people. But as scrapbookers, we have projects and plans and ideas and lots of creative possibilities. So the next thing I want to talk about is Trello. Trello is a project management tool that is both a web-based app as well as a mobile app for your phone or your tablet. And if you've been around here a while, you know that I used to be totally in love with Asana and I was wedded to Asana. But as, as things have changed, as I've changed, as life has changed, as the tools themselves have changed, Trello started to capture my attention again, in part because it is so much more visual. It's visual in how it organizes information and it's visual in how you can create an environment that feels cozy, that feels customized to me, that makes me want to visit it again and again. So I use Trello for my business, for my work projects, for my home projects, and I use it for my scrapbooking. And inside of Trello, I keep track of projects that I both want to start and finish Story ideas, I gather photos and journaling and little bits and pieces here to hold them all together for future scrapbooking. I keep track of small tasks I need to do like updating software or ordering new photo paper. And I keep track of some of the motivations that I have in scrapbooking, some of my favorite photos, my favorite stories, some of the the projects that I've done at Simple Scrapper that help me understand what type of scrapbooker that I want to be and what I value from this hobby. I like to keep that all in one place so that I'm constantly reminded and feeling that motivation to keep going. So at Simple Scrapper this year, we've been doing a new series of pop-up workshops. These are quarterly mini classes on more hot topics, sometimes a little more tech focused, sometimes a little more technique focused but they're on topics that may not have the same instructions a year from now because things are always changing. Our latest pop-up workshop is Trello for Scrapbookers. It includes four video lessons that walk you through from the very beginner of how to set up your account, why you might even want to consider using Trello, all the way to how to combine all of the tools we share at Simple Scrapper, like the bucket list and the Scrapbook Your Way workbook, and how to bring those together in a creative hub board that helps manage your scrapbooking so that you can stay creative and productive. So these pop-up workshops are exclusively for our members, and this Thursday and Friday, I'm hosting live office hour sessions on Zoom. I'll be sharing my screen and walking you through some of the basic features of Trello as well as some advanced features answering questions, and helping you understand how you can use Trello to finally get 
your hobby organized. So I'd love for you to join us in the membership. I will include that link in the show notes as well. It's just simplescrapper.com slash membership, and you can get your first month for just $10. We have multiple plans. You can switch between plans at any time, and we have a no hassle cancellation policy. So I want you to find out if the membership is right for you. And if it is, we'd love for you to stay. If it's not, no sweat. You can cancel and be on your merry way. All right, let's continue in my workflow here. So the next thing I really want to share is that I don't really use a lot of gadgets for scrapbooking. I have a silhouette cameo, but it's been on my bookshelf since we moved here almost five years ago. I'm just not a gadgety girl when it comes to my crafting. I kind of use the same approaches again and again. That's not, that is not the part of the hobby that I really enjoy. The one exception that of using tech as part of actually making pages when I'm doing a hybrid page. And then I will sometimes use Lightroom, but for the most part, use Photoshop to lay out my pages. Oftentimes I will print journaling on the background or even print my photos at certain sizes. Sometimes I'll even use our simple scrapper templates to get things all set up, print off that journaling, and then create my page the more traditional way. It's a way of having some control over the process. Um, You heard Audrey Med do that um, in one of our earlier episodes. She talked about her hybrid process and how she feels you know, it, it kind of leans into her perfectionism to set things up in Photoshop and then, and then jumps to her more tactile, creative side to make things with her hands. And of course, if I am creating something hybrid or if I am just printing photos for layouts, project life, anything at all, I have to have a printer. And I use the Canon Pixma Pro 100. I've had this printer for four years now, I have, I'm amazed at how long the ink lasts. I've been, it has eight different cartridges. And so I like that I can change it out when the ink is empty. I don't have to change the whole thing at once. Um, It is a large format printer and I believe I can print up to 13 by 17. And I've, I have printed that size. And one of the things that I love most about this printer that's totally different from all the others that I've had is that it's been extraordinarily rare that I had to reprint a photo. It is very, very consistent. The quality is what I see on my computer is what comes out of the printer. No lines or streaks or weirdness. It has just been a work hard. It has just been a workhorse for me. And I would purchase it again. And when this one dies, I will purchase the next generation. Uh, with that printer, I use the Canon Photo Paper Plus semi-gloss most of the time, particularly for my 4x6, and then I have other sizes as well. I purchase most of my photo-related supplies, whether that's camera equipment, printing equipment, pro- photo paper. I purchase it from bnhphoto.com, and I find that Amazon is not very reliable for this kind of sector of materials. And BNH Photo has what I ha- has what I want and has it for a good price. All right, I think that's it. If you have any questions about how technology fits into my scrapbooking process, I would love if you left a comment on the show notes for this episode and asked me anything. I'm sure there's something that I forgot or something that you're curious about. 
So definitely leave a comment and I'm happy to answer that for you. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Later this week, I'm actually recording three different episodes with a series of guests. And so those will be coming up over the next three weeks. Those will be full length episodes. And I think you're really going to enjoy them. We have a range of topics and it's going to be super fun. And as always, I want you to remember that you have permission to scrapbook your way. <laughs>